0: Book your virtual visit today at JoinMIDI.com. HudsonRiverRadio.com
1: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us here again on Getting Dirty, the show that helps you grow a great garden and connects you to your local food system. I am Allison Turkin, founder and farmer at the beautiful Dig Farm here in North Salem, New York joined with my buddies across the counties, Ms. Yvonne Polarska. How you doing today?
2: Mm, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I did a lot of shopping. I spent a lot of money, but it was for a good cause. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, listen, I didn't have a good shopping last year because I was not able to leave my house last year. So this year I went out and spent a couple of Hundreds.
1: You made up for it
3: wow. for food. Right. Hey, yeah. you're, you're uh, supporting the economy, um,
2: yeah. the economy. That's right.
1: Yep. That's, that's good, because it is the holiday season. Yes, and it Brian, is. how are you doing?
3: I'm doing all right. Brian, <clears throat> <Dragon clears throat> along. Yeah. Always, always short on sleep. But who's not? So... I know.
1: <laughs> Brian is uh, sporting the leg lamp for the holidays.
3: Well, I can. How often do you get to take this out?
1: Yes. For those who might not be in the know, you know, unless you've been living under a rock, uh, the leg lamp famous from a Christmas story. One of my favorite Christmas movies ever. Mm -hmm. You'll shoot your eye out, kid.
3: You have seen (laughs) um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, right?
1: Of course.
3: All right. Okay. Liz On the Rock and Roll History Show, it turns out that two frambones have not seen the movie. Wow. Uh, we're actually getting everybody together, some in person, some on a watch party, because everybody has to watch that movie. Yes. I, cu- I could not, my jaw hit this table.
1: When they, you realized they
2: didn't. I found out that they haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, I think I see a quarter of it and then I. So. Oh, no,
3: no. no, no, no. Unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
1: It is funny, but the Christmas story is hysterical too. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, it's a classic. Um and- oh.
3: We were in Cleveland and, and the house where they did some of the filming is a museum, which I know it's back in the news now with the sequel, but that's worth it too. You could spend a whole day there. They have a museum across the street. You can tour the house. They, cool. You know, they bought the house next door where the dogs came from. Oh my God. Wow. That's a bed and breakfast. So the whole thing is. Amazing. Oh, that's so cool. You could spend most of a the day there. Yeah. That's in
1: Cleveland, more. Ohio. In Cleveland. Yep. Nice. That's so cool. Yep. Um, Interesting. Well, all fun things for the holidays. Um, you know, it is that season. It's almost the equinox, which is an exciting time. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, we are in winding down phase, of course, for the season, although not really because I've been out there again. Shout out once again to Daniel from Color Blends for donating a whole bunch of uh, tulips, daffodils, alliums. And I have been out there for the past, you know, over the course of the last week or so. Getting in a bunch of uh, tulips that we're very excited to see pop up in the spring, as well as daffodils. So, if you are in our area and you still want to plant some bulbs, number one, right now is a good time because you can probably get them on sale because it is getting close to that end of that season. But as long as you can dig in the earth, you can plant bulbs. So, that's what we're doing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. So, that well. was exciting. Wait a minute. Let me let me make something clear. That's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: that's what I am doing. And maybe you since go. you're, yes, maybe we'll get to a little bit more of that tomorrow. We have one last bag or two bags of uh, bulbs to get into the mm. ground. And we're very excited. So again, you get those bulbs in the ground now. Things like daffodils, tulips, alliums, hyacinths, Um whatever you would see going into, if you went into um, a garden center or a garden store, whatever's out there now, obviously you're getting them in the ground uh, before the ground freezes and just read the package as to how far apart they go and how deep they go. And then definitely give them a nice mulch covering. We've been mulching with chopped leaves, which is exciting and Mm -hmm. fun. And uh, that's the tip for bulbs right now. If Do you want to still be outside in the ground for the cold or yeah.
3: like if you don't. They, so if you planted them in the spring, you missed no. it. they're not going to yeah. grow.
1: Certain varieties you can plant in the spring. But these particular varieties that we're talking about um, are ones that definitely need the cold. They need to go through that whole cold, you know, stratification. And then they start to pop up usually pretty early in the spring. Yeah. So it's exciting because those are one of the first things, you know, signs of springs. Think about it, daffodils, tulips. You always see those coming right at the beginning of the season. And uh, they're going to look pretty around here. So we're excited. Nice. Yep.
2: I'm excited, even though I'm uh, like uh, in my house and in a beautiful 80 degrees room. I'm actually listening to uh, a beautiful book, which it calls Seeds of Hope which is by Jane Goodall and yes she's the expert of chimpanzees but she actually wrote a couple of different books and one of the books that she did wrote was seeds of hope and i definitely do recommend it to reading it or listening because uh it's very interesting it's 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 something that we all need to think about it and to understand the things behind that We do as a Dake Farm, but also all the farmers and people who grow the food and get you going. And I think that book, it's a very open-minded. It brings all different kinds of um, scenarios, perspective, perspective, but scenarios about seeds, about growing stuff, about caring stuff, about... Um, all different plants including flowers so there's a lot of diversity in the book itself i'm like maybe not even halfway down and i love it but i definitely will recommend it so seeds of, of hope by jay uh jane goodall and check it out because it is something to if you have time so something through the winter it's a great thing to read and understand a lot of things, what happens. Like, you know, we do understand and hear about our history, but we don't really know about the history of a different certain things. Like I just finished unfortunately listening because of my work, but I'm happier uh that I can listen through when I'm working. Uh it was a t um uh, daffodil not daffodil um I, i'm gonna let you know the name of it it's it's again it's a book about flowers and it's 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 amazing because when you really listen to it and pay attention it's it goes to like 1700s, 1600s it's when people really do care about different things and different ways of caring but we always had that ability of trying to do better and trying to uh move forward and and like share things with majority of people so again it's 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 really cool books uh there was two of them and one of them uh, i think
1: while you're looking for it i think that uh that's a great thing we should maybe touch on maybe next week we can come up with a little list of winter reading yes um, because there's lots of really great books that can give you insight into what you're interested in or learning a new technique or um like studying up on how to really build up great soil or uh different things about I'm looking kind of at my bookshelf right now and just you know different things to learn about like herbs and exactly so you can use this time now as um building up your knowledge base so Mm -hmm. maybe we'll throw up a a list of some good good books that you could check out but thank Mm -hmm. you for that suggestion yeah
2: it was actually called uh the orchid the orchids chief uh by Suzanne uh O'Reilly um uh, it was a, it was a very interesting book because it gives you the whole history of orchids orchids uh how they become how they're growing where they're growing the history behind it and even with Jane uh Goodall, she did mention them in her book so they're definitely a very known flowers uh and again it's it's the ability of understanding why seeds and why growing food even in the smallest capacity that you can it's so important yep. so again i'm like ha- not even halfway done but it's very interesting book i just want to bring it up
1: very cool I like that. Um, So yeah, things now that you're doing, you're, like I said, educating yourself. I think we will bring out a list of books, Um, but planning and planning is so critical when you have the time now to do it. So what kinds of things are you thinking about when you're planning your garden? Obviously, you know, if your garden is up and established, you are thinking about what do I want to grow this season and how am I going to grow it? And does it need anything special to grow, do some research, figure it all out. So we've been going through different kinds of vegetables and things to think about, about, uh, you know, how they grow and what you can use them for and why you might want to incorporate them in your garden. Um, it's definitely time to then be searching out supplies like your seeds and getting all of that organized and categorized that's a project we're going to be hopefully working on tomorrow at the farm right Uh,
2: yep yep
1: and you know we categorize our seeds by um, how first by how early they go in the ground so Mm -hmm. if you're trying to think about maximizing your season you're going to start thinking about those you know what are the early season um, crops that i can start as early as March exactly but I just also want to point it out when we go through the
2: seeds there's two different category of seeds so you have seeds that we need to store them indoors which it takes a couple of weeks and certainly uh, vegetables takes a certain amount of weeks to uh, germinate and become a little plant to be able to plant it but you also have seeds that can go on the ground Right. And some of the seeds, the ra- direct seeding, it may actually require a little bit less of a timing. So when you read the books, I mean, when you read the packages of the seeds, figure out which one you want. So not only we're we separating them by what goes in. So you have two different ways. We go by separating, separating them, and then go into our little greenhouse that we germinate them and let them grow and then we have a second um, a part that okay this is direct seeding we can actually do it start in february march or whatever it is so separate those two because uh, as soon as the soil is workable you can just direct sow so a lot of different things as we spoke before on the other Shows which was the uh, lot of radishes. You can do a lot of lettuce, spinach, and everything else because they don't like so much overheat when you plant them. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I think that uh that's a great point. There are two things. One, what you're gonna try to start inside and what you're gonna plant outside. Mm-hmm. So again, starting with a list of all of the things that you want to try to grow in your garden. And then you go back and you think, okay, when do I plant this? Look it up and then put it into a category. Is it early? Is it you know later? Can I start it inside? And get all of that stuff organized because it does take a little bit of time, but prepare. Preparation like that will allow you to execute when the time comes, and you've you know you know what you're doing, so you know. Oh, this is going to start outside. Oh, I've got to start my you know tomatoes and peppers inside early, and think about you know your timing. Um, Yeah. So spending that time right now is a great way to um, get a jump on your plan of action um, when the time comes.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with it.
1: So, you know, it's, it's also a fun time to look through those seed catalogs and just really get inspired. (laughs) And, you know, of course, pick out your staples that you're going to get, but try a few things that you haven't tried before. Um, One of the veggies that I picked is one that's more popular now, but it's not, I don't think as many people have it in their garden, but you know, I added it to my list for a couple of reasons that we'll talk about Uh in a few. Should Uh-oh. we do our, uh, our first break <laughs> yeah, and then we'll, we'll come right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> My brain's back. already hurting. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll be
0: back after this. HudsonRiverRadio.com It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging.
1: and we are back, giving it a longer <laughs> stretch for Brian's ease of yep. doing I mean, things. I
3: think everybody, well, listening live knows that we're uh, we're transitioning to podcast only. So Yvonne does all the editing and then I post it. So I just yep. need to know where our breaks are. That's all.
1: Yep. So
2: those couple seconds is for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> for <laughs> and for Brian. Yep. Yes. And for Brian. But we are back after that wonderful break. And we are talking about planning for a successful garden next Mm -hmm. season. And um, we are talking about different varieties and different types of veggies that you may or may not have thought about to incorporate into your garden or had questions or didn't want to or didn't think it was possible. Um, But it is possible and planning now and educating yourself and figuring out exactly what you want to try to do um, gets you ahead of the game when the season comes. Yeah. Do you have a a veggie? I do you have. Want to start I with? do. No,
2: no, 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 no. I've been starting it the whole two weeks before that.
1: Go for you know it way to start. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, the first un- the first uh veggie I just let it slip that I was thinking that everybody should be adding to their garden is onions. Oh and- my god! I have the same thing. Really? No. All right. Well, okay. Good. <laughs> Oh um, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make me cry. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> See? So onions. Why should you grow onions? Everybody except for Yvonne can grow onions. They're super simple. And we discussed before that it's not that she can't do it, but just that her environment isn't as is, uh conducive because she's in yes. a super warm environment. But in general, onions are one of the easiest, easiest, easiest plants to grow. Um, you, you know, what I do, what we do is we take, um, trays and, you know, with no holes in them and we put soil in them and literally just sprinkle the onions all across the top, throw a little more soil on them, water them in and let them sit there. And you don't even have, they do not need a heat mat. Uh, they do not need lights until they start to, you know, pop up, they just, you know, you can literally just dump a bunch of seeds in the tray, water it, let it sit there. And in, you know, a week, you start to see what look like little blades of grass popping up. And what's great about them is you can use that technique. And then, you know, once they start popping up, you definitely want to put them in a sunny window or something like that. That is, you know, the best place to do it. But to start off, They don't necessarily have to have any special setup and they don't need excessive heat. They, you know, germinate at a cooler temperature. So that's exciting. You know, they're pretty low maintenance and you plant them when those sprouts come up, they're one of the easiest things to separate. So you can really plant a lot of them in one tray. You can have tons in one tray. And then as they grow up, you're literally just pulling them apart And they just come apart nice and easy. And then you're, you know, if you poke your whole finger in the ground, you stick it in there, you can have a a floppy look, you know, not that they're floppy looking, but, you know, it's like a blade of grass, basically, when it starts out, pop them in, and they just grow. Uh, They don't have very deep roots, so one thing you want to do is just make sure that you give them some water on a regular basis because if it rains and the water sinks down and the surface of the soil seems dry, their roots are not much lower than the surface, so you want to give them a little drink of water. You can plant them anywhere in your garden, and they do not take up a lot of space. Six inches apart, if you're going to go in rows, you know, you do them 12 inches apart, but They're one of the easiest, most cool things to interplant everywhere in your garden. Um, You can pop them in alongside of tomatoes. You can pop them inside alongside uh, brassicas, kale, lettuces, anything like that. And. They also offer a little bit of pest resistance, because a lot of bugs don't necessarily like that oniony smell so they could be a little bit deterred by that. Um, And then literally you just harvest as you need them. They can be in the ground all season long. Um, There are different varieties. There are sweeter onions like Vidalias and the big white onions. Um, And then there are storage onions that are like your yellow onion or your red onion, the ones that you usually see in a bag. those onions last a long time. We'll talk a little bit about how to cure them. And the other onions they are sweeter uh, because they have a more they are more a higher moisture content. So there's different ways to store them but they don't tend to last as long as a storage onion hence the name storage onion. There are also two uh, varieties. There's actually three varieties, long day, short day and day neutral onions. Any guess what that's all about?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, night owls, early morning, <laughs> good students, bad students. <laughs> um, in the boys room. onions. Yeah, yeah I go the with boys the
1: bait. Room onions. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Well, there are long day onions, which need 14 plus hours of sunlight before they form a bulb. There are short day onions, which have, you know, usually 10 hours of sunlight before they form a bulb. And there are day neutral onions, which you stick them in and they will just grow a bulb regardless Mm. of how much sunlight they get. So when you're thinking about what kind of onions do I love? One of the things to think about What type of onion is it? We're lucky in the north, our hours of sunlight are long enough to do long day onions as well as short day onions. Um, So, you know, just one of the things to think about. But the versatility of onions, come on, onions are in everything. They're in everything. And they're, you know, because you can get them the seeds relatively inexpensively, Because you can so heavily seed them and because you can pop them in all around your garden, wherever you have space and you can harvest them at will, you know, you can harvest them young and almost have them like a scallion or you can let them bulb up. And when you're ready, you go out to the garden, you pull a couple of onions for whatever you're going to cook. And then at the end of the season, you can harvest them. And then you let them dry out and let them cure. So that skin on the outside gets a little crispy and that's how they stay nice and stored. And you have them all winter long. Onions.
3: Wow. So can you, uh, I know, you, well, you can plant them close, but can you put them inside in a like a small pot with a grow like kind of thing?
1: Absolutely. It... Okay. You don't eat a sunny window. You could do it. Um, and you can be having onions all, all the time. And even if you are having the shorter hours of daylight and it doesn't have a grow light, you can try for a day neutral variety, or you can just keep cutting them as they're growing and use it as a scallion. And then in the spring, stick it back outside and, you know, pop it in the ground. Nice. Yep. I was digging up stuff, you know, digging up a row, working on a row, getting it ready for, putting in daffodils. And I, I came in with a pocket full of onions Um, because, (laughs) you know, sometimes if you don't get them all, they'll just, they just keep regrowing. That's the other thing too. If you leave them, you can leave a few and you're going to let, they will ultimately go to flower, And onion seeds are super easy to harvest and abundant from an onion that goes to seed. So you can keep regenerating your crop and they will sometimes self seed, but they will also, if you leave one in there and it, it seems like it kicked off, it will just miraculously regrow. So it's like when you, have you ever seen that thing where you take an onion and you cut the root part off and you stick it in water? Yeah. Okay, same thing. So they're amazing. So
2: with a lot of things that we start indoors, we actually have a trace with cells, which you have like 50 cells, 72 or more. So with the audience, what you do is you actually using just a regular uh, bottom tray with holes. No holes. No, no holes. I thought no holes. bottom tray with holes. No, no holes. A, okay.
1: Uh, You can really use anything. You can use a box. I have, uh, you know, our buddy Regina one time thought it would be funny. She showed up with the drawers from a refrigerator and she said, (laughs) I'm pretty sure that you're going to figure out something to do with this. And I planted (laughs) onions in it. I filled it with soil. I threw the seeds in. I stuck it up on a shelf. And then once they started popping up, I moved it to a window. And so you can definitely grow them inside. You can definitely put them in any type of. Um. Tray. You know, container, tray, yeah, that doesn't have. You know, you can do holes, but then you have to have obviously the catch tray. But it's easy to do it without the holes. Okay. Um. So you know, it's just super, super simple. And you know, in addition to that, onions are really, really good for you. They have a lot of really good beneficial qualities. They stabilize your blood sugar. They have all kinds of vitamins and minerals. Um. They even, you know, I was doing They make a little- you cry. They make you cry.
3: Oh, do you know yep. how you avoid crying while cutting an onion?
1: Yeah, go ahead. There's multiple ways. But what do you got?
3: You, you just don't get emotionally attached.
1: <laughs> but I'm pumped. <laughs> I love it. You can also throw that onion into the freezer for 10 or 15 minutes before um, you do that, and somebody else I saw something about like wrap putting a cloth around your knife. I'm not quite sure what that well, one was about the but- way
2: I do it is when you breathe brief first of all, breathe with your mouth, not like what not with your nose that's one of the things and um there were different things that I saw, and one of them it works also for me uh again, breathing with your mouth, but um take um not lighter. Uh oh my god. Just come out of my head. Oh uh <laughs> All right. Well Go ahead. Talk and then we'll come back to me and be like, Yeah. I, I remember I remember 20 minutes later. Later yeah. some kind yeah. of flame, you mean? No, like yeah. It's 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 like um oh my god. So like you have butane? a lighter, what else do you use to start a fire? Uh
3: like a like a butane thing?
2: No, a regular And what do you do with a match? So exactly a match. match. Thank you very much. You see, that's what it makes the show more interesting. Me not be able to speak. So (laughs) what do you do is you actually can take a match in your mouth like a toothpick and just hold it and the match itself. So even if you do uh, are breathing through your nose, uh, it doesn't observe all the heat, so it doesn't make you cry So again. I'm going to watch you do that in your mouth. Yeah yeah a lit match in your mouth, no, no, not lit, just a regular match, don't let it or anything, just right. a regular match, put it in your mouth in your teeth, and again, um we're gonna I've learned that there, yeah. Some, uh, well I've yeah never of heard course you, were. but yeah. a lot of times what you do is when you breathe, breathe through your mouth, not through your nose, mm-hmm. and the second thing is with the match. I put the match in my teeth and just breathe as much as I can in my mouth, not my nose, and it helps, I don't cry. listen, if I don't have to cry, I won't cry
1: well the interesting thing about that even though that sounds totally wacky um (laughs) i mean i'm not saying that it's bad i'm just saying you know sometimes like here's another one with onions the reason that they smell so bad is because they're high in sulfur and usually matches have sulfur so maybe there's some sort of theory that that You know, the sulfur attracts to a sulfur. Who knows? Maybe you're onto something. Um, But another cool thing about onions that people do. Brian, have you ever heard about this, about putting onions in your socks when you're sick? No. (laughs) Well, yeah, they say that it works. They say that um, uh, because of that sulfur content, one of those things, you know, your skin is obviously a huge organ that absorbs things into it. And so, putting the onions on the soles of your feet allows uh, sulfur and the mineral compounds to get in there and it helps to cure you from common cold. And
3: Oh, I call shenanigans stuff. on that.
2: Oh, you put, you put, you, so what you're saying is you put onions in your socks? Yep. I've done it.
3: I, I, I think if you put an onion in your sock and you swing it at somebody, you don't want to be around <laughs> right, that, that seems a little more
2: practical. I, th- I think that is a little bit more practical. Yeah. But. I have to say, if you are interested in onions, and there's a a thing called an onion cough drop, so what you do is you actually can cut up an onion, you can boil it in the water, you can add, let's say, a little bit of honey, and put it in a jar, close the jar, leave it for a couple of days, and then you have the extract. So the extract itself, makes a syrup. So that syrup, I was fortunate enough, my grandma used to make that, and we drink that. If you feel any kind of itchy throat congestion. or congestion, uh, but itchy throat or anything else, if you want to uh, clear your throat as much as you can, you know, a lot of people do it with lemon honey, you can do the same thing with the onion. So the onions, um works very, very well. Again, you can add a little bit of honey into the extract itself, and they will sip it very, very slowly. So it helps like a cough drop, but it helps also as a like honey. a cough syrup.
3: Exactly, it not helps. a cough drop. It helps. Kurt, it helps with the throat. Kirk came in early. Throat. He's talking about raw onions for a cold too, which I see? that I believe it would just yeah. clear you out, like yeah, a, like a freight train. Yeah, yeah
2: it, will, it will. And yeah. helps
3: keep people away, which is my favorite part of an onion. Well, well I yes, think garlic is right.
2: better to, from uh, people keeping away, but yeah.
1: <laughs> um. See, Kirk knows what's up. You know, because that's that's true. They say that if you uh if you blend, if you blend the onion, like Yvonne said, you can you can take like a spoonful of it or you can let it go like a syrup um, and boil it all together. And yep. that is definitely on the list of natural remedies to uh help you
3: shake a cold. That sounds like a new version of a hot toddy.
2: With the it is the, it's a, a new the... it's actually an old version of hot toddy. The <laughs> new version of hot toddy is put some uh Whiskey or rum and your tea, you know, And old hot dog. It was like you had to have that onion. You had to have the lemon. You had to have the honey. Then put the liquor in it, shake it in, drink it. Go night. Yeah. Night.
1: yeah. yeah. All right. Go. Brian, turn it into a cocktail.
3: <clears throat> that's it's hey. got two of my favorite things. Keep people away and night night. Yeah. Hey, see. <laughs>
2: There you oh, go. Th- holy So how can you not go wrong? You
3: can oh, go we're going to have to get a horse drawn wagon and do like the old medicine show. With there you stuff. go. Yes, we
1: will. Exactly. Um, the other thing that are great, a great way to utilize onions, especially red onions, because normally you see it with red onions is pickled red onion. Um, what's a red
2: onion called
1: a red onion.
2: Red onion shallots.
1: No, a red onion. Okay, and then you pickle them, and that is very, very common in Latin cuisine, mm-hmm. um, and Asian cuisine. Different types of pickled onions. Um, it's really delicious. It's good for you too. So mm-hmm. onions are a winner in the garden good. all yes, year. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're great. I know Brian doesn't eat meat, but they're great with meat. But they're great with veggies, or they're great with anything you can add them to any kind of taco or any kind of you know they're great on nachos they're great mm-hmm. on anything they're so delicious
2: well onion is also one of the ingredients of a basic um rule that you put in in any of cooking mirepoix you have... mirepoix sorry <laughs> mirequois yeah you're right so if you do mirequois you have what onions onions carrots and celery there you go so onions again it's one of the base of mirequois so if you do cook anything doesn't matter if it's food if it's vegetables or or meat onion gives you that additional sweetness but also a boost in my opinion boost everything around it so yeah ha- you have that better taste so um uh, so that's why it's included in Miroqua.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Again, onions in everything. So yeah. and you can you can pick and choose different varieties. There's white onions, yellow onions, red onions. Again, we said um, you know, storage onions, which mm-hmm. are ones that will last for a long, long time, versus sweeter onions like Vidalias or Walla Walla's, uh, which you would let's talk storage. Uh, how do you store an onion? Brian. On
3: a, on a shelf?
1: Yes. <laughs>
3: okay. Um, yes. Know, there was an awkward silence. <laughs> yeah. well, I'll let you talk, yo. <laughs> well, you know
1: why? Because some people want to throw them in the refrigerator and that's not the best option for them. The exception to that being those uh, walla wallas or those big sweet onions. Um, you can take those and wrap them in a towel and stick them in your refrigerator uh, because They, like I said, have a higher moisture content and can easily, you know, deteriorate faster Mm -hmm. out of that environment. But other onions definitely do not store them in your fridge.
2: Well, Uh, that is 100% uh, correct, unless you live in an apartment, as I do. So if you live in an apartment that's extremely hot, you have no way of controlling your heat best way is again like brian said put them on a uh, shelf i do have a little trace that a metal tray so what it is is the onion itself has the ability of getting the um uh the air going through on top on sides and the bottom so they don't sit on on anything else and has that air circulation so as long as you give them air circulation and they're not in a plastic bag, definitely don't leave them in a plastic bag. Just put them out on a tray, put them on a metal tray, wood tray, whatever tray it is, and let make sure they have the breeze going so they're breathing through top, bottom sides. You should be even be able to hold on to them for a good amount of time in the hot uh apartment like i I live in a hot very hot apartment sometimes if you do cut your onion in a half and if you are going to reuse use only half of it and you're not going to use the other half, then do uh wrap them up, put them in a plastic container plastic bag or just wrap them in a in a plastic and just put them into the refrigerator. Yes, that once they're cut, can, that's a different story. That's right. So when you cut them and put them in the refrigerator within a couple of days, they are very still fresh. Uh you can use them and everything else. But pay attention to a lot of times you have to pay attention to a different things on different ways regarding the place that you live. If you if you if your house or apartment is not extremely hot and you have the ability of having the airflow then 99%, you have nothing to worry about it. If you live in, in a hot apartment that you have no control over the heat, you really do need to pay attention because you do not want to go... Why, do they sprout? <clears throat> no, they don't sprout. They just go... Um,
1: They bad. they wilt.
2: They wilt. Oh. They go bad. And, they melt? Uh, Yeah, more or less they melt, yeah. They okay. do. So, all right. Well, that's a good point. with it.
1: Yeah. That's a good point to bring out. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. What's your next vegetable we should be adding to our garden?
2: You want to Holy... take a break first? Yeah. yeah. Right, Why don't we we should. <laughs> I okay. got to think onion first.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, that's a good one. Yep. Onions in the garden 2023. All right. We will be right back after this short break
5: watsonriverradio.com, a subsidiary of Glacier Entertainment LLC,
3: potentially successful multi-hundred dollar corporation.
1: And we are back here on Getting Dirty, talking about veggies you should be planning to get into your garden this season. We just had a nice conversation about onions and Yvonne is going to give us our next one, which is?
2: Holy Toledo peppers. That's a big one.
1: Yep. (laughs) I think big one. I think
2: peppers, it is definitely a big one as we ended our previous show. I asked Brian what is, if the peppers are actually vegetables or fruits. Uh, obviously he was right there are fruits um i did look it up all different scenarios between the difference between fruit and vegetables and i am as confused if not more confused (laughs) before i looked at it uh well i've been listening to you and every time when i said vegetable and says oh if it's seed inside it's a fruit and in a way, that's what it kind of says. But right. just to give you a, a, a quick sample, and I really, I don't think we have enough time to go through it. A Strawberry seeds is outside. outside. A strawberry is, that's like the exception. yeah. Exactly. And it's a fruit. And strawberries are the only one that have seeds outside. But then you have um, raspberries, which are very, clear, very similar to strawberries, with the exception that they do have that little pocket. So, uh, again, the difference between vegetables and fruit is driving me freaky to frock, so I'm not going to <laughs> go there because to me is if you can grow it, if you can eat it, and it's uh, fresh and and delicious, just do it. Don't put any chemicals on it. That's all I'm saying is because the okay, definition about... between either or, I, can, I just can't take it. So, peppers, what?
1: no no i was gonna give you a yeah you were just go to okay.
2: shush me off okay hurry up okay peppers so there's a lot of different peppers obviously there's sweet peppers and hot peppers so peppers you do start sow them inside so peppers is one of the fruit vegetable that you actually start inside between eight to ten weeks before the last frost uh Uh, It takes about, I will say, um, again, the temperatures um, should be between 70s for them to sprout, to germinate. And then you can have each pepper grown by itself. Uh, Like Allison was talking about, the the onions, you can kind of like put them any place. If you do a peppers, you should definitely separate them. Because you do want them eventually transplant them into the ground or into a different pot. It depends on the temperature. It depends how fast it will uh, germinate and grow. So just have that in your mind. I think with the peppers that we usually do is 72 cells or up to 50. So either, either it's 50 cells or 72 trays. Um the germination, the timing, more or less, it is the same thing, uh, for hot and sweet. Uh, if you don't have a light that you can tr- control it that goes up and down, uh, just pay attention to uh for the f- um uh, seedling to come a little bit leggy. So if you see something that coming out too leggy. Just what you do is make sure you wait a little bit because you definitely want, you have two different leaves. So you have baby leaves and then you have a, a, a plant leaf. True so, leaf. Yeah, a tr- what you call a true leaf, yes. So what you can do is you can pop them out. If you have true leaf, which will be usually the fourth leaves, four leaves on a plant itself, you can gently pop them out of the tray and transplant them to a bigger pot. It could be a four-inch pot, five-inch pot, six-inch pot. It doesn't matter. What it matters is how much space you have. Remember, if you have a minimum amount of spacing, just pay attention of transplanting from a smaller tray to a bigger, for the reason that you are uh, wanna be able to provide them to continue providing them with the same amount of light and heat. Uh, until you are ready to transplant them outside so again I, we, go ahead
1: can i um add to that or just i just want to make like a little distinction so yeah. for us we um we plant a lot of peppers so we have those 72 trays or the 50 cell trays. But most people, if you have just a garden, um, you are not going to have 50 pepper plants. You're going to have four or five of your favorite peppers, and that's what you're going to go with. So for that, I would definitely suggest trying to, A, two things. Peppers can sometimes be tricky to germinate. Um, Really pay attention to how deep you plant them into the soil because you don't want to plant them too deep. Otherwise, you're going to have a hard time germinating them. Um, They definitely, definitely need to be minimum 70 degrees, but 75 degrees. This is why Yvonne is like the rock star of peppers because they love hot temperature. So she sets them up in her thing and they pop up in like three days. But if you don't have it that warm and that nice, um, you really want to keep them. uh, This is where one of those things where a heat mat really becomes your friend because that will just warm them up and keep that consistent and warm. Um, you can even go with the humidity dome over a tray or some sort of, if you're doing them in four inch pots, that was the other suggestion is to plant them, start them out in something like a four inch pot and start them early so that you are sure that you get them to germinate, number one. And that way, if, if it's been a couple of weeks and they don't pop up, you can start the next batch to, and still be within a good time frame to get them to go outside if you put them in the bigger pot to start with, you don't have to transplant them and you have a longer time that they can be getting bigger inside. So if you're lucky and you started them at the max, like 10, 11 weeks early, they'll be nice and big and ready to go outside in your four-inch pots. You don't have to worry about transplanting them and then you've got good plants to go out with because I think it's a different perspective when you're thinking about uh, planting a hundred, you know, we plant like 200, pepper plants, probably more. Um, But most people, like I said, and again, pick your favorite varieties of the peppers that you really want to grow. And, you know, most pepper plants are pretty prolific. Uh, They will give you a bunch of peppers per plant. So think about, you know, what you want to do.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. I mean, as long as you are capable of providing that those pots with heat and humidity and for the plant to germinate the key is to have your seed to germinate and when it become a seedling you don't need as much so you may not eventually need the hot Um, uh, what do you use the hot mat the heat yeah mat. the hot mat the heat mat you may not use it the dome you might not use it but the key what Ali was saying is is to just start them to germinate and to have the little seedling and again usually is for the uh, in a fourth of the leaf it's it's actually a true leaf so from that point you can start fertilizing uh, if you do fertilizing your peppers be very gentle again less is more fertilize them uh, more often but with less of the fertilization so get it get comfortable with it. It's like a more, diluted, a more That's diluted, yes. uh, a more diluted solution. It's yeah. So of So first, that fertilize them le- more often with less diluted, less exactly less diluted uh, things. Eventually, the same thing as a lot of different things that you start from the seeds indoors. You need to uh, culture um, harden them off. Harden them off. So you got to put them out and in annum, and in when you finally are in the time of of being able to put the peppers in the ground outside, make sure you plant them between 12 to 18 inches, give them a little bit of a space. Majority of peppers will give you a fruit with ni- with 60 to 90 days. Uh, some of them goes up to 150, but majority peppers will go between 60 to 90 days to give you a fruit. Um,
3: Are they vines? They they grow vines. Right? They they no, don't. I they, mean it's it's more. They like grow a, like
1: oh sorry go ahead.
3: It's more like a bush. It's
2: not yeah. really a bush. It's a plant. So sometimes the plants can go up to let's say two feet, three feet. The key is you can put a just a, a small um a support uh like we use the bamboo. So we have a bamboo uh stakes so you can use let's say a four four foot bamboo stake put it right next to it and tie it what'll happen is when the um pepper plant eventually start getting the fruit so the fruit itself becomes heavier so uh that that little support it just keeps the the plant itself up so it doesn't go down to the ground so you can start harvesting some of the peppers and then continue growing because peppers the same thing can continue growing even though if you harvest some stuff so it's, it doesn't need it but if you see something growing really let's some say some of them, some of them, them feet, do actually
1: yeah. so can I say one thing yeah, about this Mike just it. to um yeah go a for lot- it. Yvonne is right. If, if you think about the size of the pepper, like bell peppers, they're big and they're heavy versus something small like a cayenne pepper. Uh, hot peppers tend to need less staking than sweet peppers because usually a sweet pepper is bigger. Um, the hot pepper is smaller. And again, another piece of advice, if you're growing hot peppers, um, you really probably only need one or two plants of that variety, because hot peppers are very, very prolific. You will get a ton of them off of one plant. And, um, you know, so a few varieties like jalapenos, you can be harvesting jalapenos off of that plant. So unless you want to, you know, really jar up uh, pickled jalapenos, or you really love them, and you want to do stuff with them two plants is probably more than enough for somebody to have more than enough jalapenos for the season. Okay. Mm yeah. And save your space for more of the sweet peppers, which are still prolific, but less prolific than the hot peppers.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, this pepper and onions. Now I want a pizza. I know know.
1: we can go fajitas. We can go pizza, (laughs) you know, exactly.
2: So there are a couple of different favorites. Uh, Sweet peppers, so you have ace. It calls A-C-E, which is ace pepper. They usually go between 50 to 70 days uh, to have uh, a mature fruit. Um, 50 days is for green pepper. 70 days is for red pepper. Same thing with Olympus. uh, The same thing, again, uh, all peppers are... Is uh, growing the same way, so all peppers are green. If you allow them to continue growing, they will turn into yellow, orange, red, and uh, purple, then you can uh, purple. Yes, then you can pick them. So what happens is that a uh, green pepper, if you allow the green bell pepper to continue growing, it will become a red pepper. So it's again, it's the same pepper. It's just you allow it to mature a little bit longer here's uh, a
1: here's a little secret 99% of peppers will ultimately turn red yes if so, you allow them to yeah but I mean this is one of those things again where I say go back and make sure that you label your peppers because mm-hmm. you could have that green you know if you plant different colors of of bell peppers let's say mm-hmm. and you have a green and you have red and you know they all start out green
2: mm-hmm. yes. so
1: you want to Make sure that you're not harvesting that that green one when it's supposed to have time on the vine to go red.
2: (laughs) Yeah, let it be. But again, all of them starts with green. So just to give you an idea, a raw bell pepper, it's obtained about 92% of water. So it, it is amazing. Again, very good, very healthy. For your vegetable, just like a cucumber, I think cucumber was 95, so peppers are 92% of water, but they do have also a very good amount of things. So you have 31% of of, uh, calories, you have protein, you have about 6 grams of carbs, it's uh, 4.2 grams of sugar. Now, sugar and sweetness is more into the red ones. So again, if you allow your bell pepper, green bell pepper, continue to grow to continue to grow in and become red, it's actually more ripened, but also become more sweetened. Uh obviously, peppers have also a good amount of fiber, it's about 2.1 grams. So again, it's not it's amazing. A vegetable, fruit, uh, that you can put to a lot of your food dishes, just like Brian said, pizza. But you can, you can fry them, you can steam them, you can broil them, you can. I mean, you can honestly
1: do peppers a lot go of in everything. Things. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I so mean, so that's you, another one of those.
3: Yeah, universal. If you yeah. want yeah. It to go red, it has to stay on the plant. You
1: can't. Well. Right? But I don't I want to make a distinction. There are varieties of like red bell peppers. And even though they're going to start out green, they're going to turn red. If you're leaving a green pepper on the plant until it turns red, it's been there a while, you know, so you it's still good. But at the same time, there is a distinction. There's orange, there's red, there's green, there's purple, there's white, you know, all different kinds of amazing colors of peppers out there.
2: well, if you do read, the, if you do leave them to mature a little bit more, so a, a red bell pepper is actually a little bit more sweeter than green. Yes, and not only that, a red bell pepper has actually twice of my vitamin C than a green pepper, and bell peppers are also very good of vitamin A. So yes, the bell pepper starts from green, but they they turn into yellow, orange, red, and purple, and again the longer you the longer you leave them so when they come greener i mean uh, redder then become sweeter so that's a lot of things with um uh, bell peppers but there's a lot of different things the same as uh uh hot peppers hot peppers like jalapenos jalapenos when we harvest last year we had quite a few green ones we left the other ones left on a on the vine itself and then start picking them more so a lot of jalapenos that we picked last year was actually red and a lot of people's like oh that's a jalapeno yes it is you just let it grow longer
1: well we also have again different varieties so we have like the lemon spice we have the orange spice we (laughs) have the red jalapeno Mm -hmm. we have green jalapenos um but again if you leave them they start to turn red exactly Um, but the what was I going to say just before that about peppers? A peppers are real, especially hot peppers are great to add to your diet if you can handle some heat. Um, they work really well as an anti-inflammatory. Um, and especially if you are doing healthy things for your body, like ingesting turmeric. Um, the no, If
2: you're y- taking turmeric, add pepper to it. A, yes. a black pepper. You need okay. to.
1: It doesn't have to be black pepper. It has it's, to be black pepper. Okay, in your world, it has to be black pepper. <laughs> yes, but it's in my word, <laughs> it my word. Uh, put the black point is that it, it, there's an, an there's work. Okay, but in the the ingredient that makes it work is curcumin, and so you find that in a variety of different kinds of hot peppers. But if you like black pepper. Kick it up. A lot of people put in cayenne as a go to um, for activating turmeric. Uh, That's a common one. If you go and you get a smoothie and they add turmeric, they'll ask you if you want to get, you know, some cayenne in there. Mm -hmm. It just helps to kick up the activation of your body, being able to absorb the nutrients of the turmeric. Mm-hmm.
2: A lot of people who cannot take heat put black pepper
1: in it. Yeah, there <laughs> Simple you go. As that. Yeah. You can do you can do whatever. Can I'm do, just saying yes. that it, it it's uh we, it's it's helpful for that reason as well.
2: Exactly. So we both agree on on the same thing, with exception of different way people using it. So yes, if you like spicy, like Ali says, you can add the hot peppers, which I did, and which I was Introduced by Allison, by beautiful and healthy, um, well, the drinks, uh, like a smoothie, smoothie, yeah, yes. So they actually what they did is they actually did cayenne pepper. They add a cup of cayenne pepper pepper because it boosted out. So when you drink it, it's spicy, but it's not to the point that you can't drink it. Yes, but it's it's awesome. It's good for you, and 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 and. From what I understand, speaking of hot peppers, hot peppers also do help with digestion. So a lot of times is there are some people are not um, really much for heat regarding to hot and spicy in the taste. But a lot of times, if you can combine a little bit of hot pepper into your diet, diet. it does help with your digestion. So just to give you an idea if you are doing the peppers the same thing um you can always harvest and use it you can eat them cook them you can uh, uh the same thing you can actually pickle, pickle them preserve yep preserve them the key is you can always have if you're happy with what with what you pick in what you can do is you can always say "Ha, huh, i like this plant i love this fruit so just save the seeds, and the seeds over peppers can be, realistically, can be held on to up to 25 years. Wow. The best results of germinations is between two, five, from two to five years, and a lot of times, again, the way I grow up, we never hold anything for so long. We went from uh, season to season to season so i had spring i had summer i had winter uh, fall and, and winter so if you have a beautiful peppers it doesn't matter if the sweet or hard if you are very happy with them, try to save some of the seeds you know and sometimes that one, people
1: don't um- I'm going to interrupt you for one point. If you're going to save the seeds and you're growing hot and sweet peppers, you need to put them in separate sections of your garden or they could potentially cross pollinate and that next generation might be a little bit different than the parent generation. Mm -hmm. Also do something like go to Baker Creek where you're getting heirloom variety seeds, Mm -hmm. which is a pretty true standard type of seed that is going to be a true representation the season each following season. Well, yes. Just wanted to add so, that in there. Yeah, yeah. And it's I'm, time to go.
2: It is? Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, hour. wait a minute. Do you guys know what is the hottest pepper in the whole wide world?
1: Ghost, Ghost pepper. pepper.
2: No, peaches. What? It's actually a California Reaper. Yeah. It's California Reaper. Reaper. It's a that double. Of the, it's, no, yeah, Carolina it's a, it's Reaper. A, that's what I said. Okay. Oh, said, all right. Uh, this all is right. California. That's what you said, Brian. It is Cali- okay. oh, wait, Carolina. Oh wait, 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 What I'm wrong? I'm wrong.
1: It's Carolina. <laughs> okay. It's- on <laughs> that note, we are going to wait, wrap it up Hold. here on getting dirty because we're seven. We'll yes, yeah,
2: come on, right. what's the better with you. She just wanted to shut me up. up on this right. I'm out. Of
1: Goodbye. Reaper. Goodbye. Yes.
2: Carolina Reaper. Uh, Reaper. It's it's actually the hottest pepper. Pepper. See, now you make me struggle because you cut me off. So, again, a Ghost Peppers, it a range between 855 SHU, which is the Scoville unit. Thank you, which is the heat race. Now, a Carolina Reaper is 1,041.423. 041. So, it's almost double the heat of Ghost Pepper. Wow. It's yeah. amazing. I, I it's can't like peppers. So I definitely can't do the other
1: one. No, I can. And that's scary. That's yes, like, yeah. you know, those are very, very scary. Yeah. So uh, definitely, you know, choose wisely if you want hot, hot, hot peppers. But there's a million range of, you know, milder peppers. Poplanos yeah. are yeah. excellent, you know, jalapenos, but also a lot all of, of that.
2: A lot of heat comes from the seeds. So if you don't want too hot, take the seeds out. Cut it up your beautiful fruit, which is your pepper. Put enough in a, in a food, whatever you like it. Again, majority heat comes from the seeds. Take The, the seeds, seeds out, and the ribs. And the ribs. So, again, yes. use the nice. flesh. All right, All right. Now so I
3: think if anybody has any questions, they should email you over the week. And we'll yeah. you know, get to them next week. Yes, Woo-hoo. absolutely. All right. Cool. All right. Yeah, your on... emails uh, posted with the with the podcast. So excellent.
1: So reach out to us and let us know what you're thinking about. Peppers and onions and whatever kind of questions that you have. That's exactly right. Thank <laughs> you for that, Brian. And on that note, we are going to clear the way and step on out for. All you know, about the money tonight. All about the money
3: all tonight. The money. We're um, down to our last couple of, of Lives. Last today. couple you know, of Lives.
1: Yes, exactly. All right. Anyway, uh, everyone, have a great week and we will see you next week here. Merry Christmas. Merry and uh, everyone.
5: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?